welcome you back to the Fresh Expressions podcast. I'm Gannon Sims. And I'm Heather Delod. This episode, we're looking at a church that is primarily pastor-led to a, a grander imagination of the priesthood of all believers. So how are we as pastors empowering the whole people of God to follow Jesus beyond our buildings. And um, once again, Fresh Expressions podcast is helping engage thought leaders, pastors, practitioners um, to help the whole church reach those who are not yet part of any church. And I feel like open uh, um, often our most um, energetic and capable leaders uh, find ourselves dedicating time and effort to maintaining Oh my gosh, I'm going to give you a big amen on that. (laughs) (laughs) And we want to move from maintenance to mission. Oh, that's so good. And so it's the empowerment of of the people. It's sort of, it's the whole Luke 10 idea where, you know, Jesus sends out the the 72 and then they come back and they say, Jesus, you know, and they, and they kind of, they're being braggadocious. Even the demons submit to us in your name or whatever. And he's like, no, 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 no. Don't rejoice about that. Just rejoice that your names are are, are, are written in, in, in life. And, and yeah. I may have just butchered Luke 10, but you, you get the drift. Um, and so we, we've got the privilege. I mean, you, you were able to speak with uh, our good friend, Luke Edwards and, yeah. and Luke is a, uh, a, uh, practitioner, fresh expressions, pioneered a a kind of an interesting kind of downtown expression of church in Boone, North Carolina called King Street Church uh, in partnership with the the kind of local tall steeple Methodist church there. And then uh, now he's uh, on staff at the Western North Carolina annual conference of, mm-hmm. of the Methodist church and, and continues in, in training and equipping and developing uh, mm-hmm. leaders in North Carolina, a- along with uh, leaders across the country as a part of the Fresh Expressions team. Yeah, it was such a great conversation with Luke. I want to tell you, if you're listening to this podcast in your car or on your treadmill or whatever, that you might want to um, listen again and take some notes because Luke really, really dropped some serious wisdom in our conversation about really identifying and empowering these leaders that are already uh, already in your churches and your communities. Um, just such a rich conversation. Uh, there's so often folks in our uh, in our congregations that disqualify themselves from this uh, from this mission, this sentence, this starting of, of new things. And, you know, and some of that is, you know, a failure to recognize the, the priesthood of all believers. And, you know, so first of all, being able to, to claim that um, place in the priesthood. And then secondly, you know, what are your passions? What are your affinities? Where are the um, potentially the pain points in your community um, with people that are never going to walk in the, the doors of your church? So, Luke and I had a really great conversation about um, identifying um, who those visionary leaders might be and then empowering them. He, he, I loved one of his qualifiers for uh, identifying um, some of these potential leaders. And um, one of them was somebody that throws a good party. So, so we all need to be looking right. for them. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> but also we talked a great deal about, you know, apprenticeship models and mm-hmm. how significant those are to, empowering our leaders within our existing churches. So uh, take a listen, um, be inspired, and I think you'll find some wonderful uh, opportunities to, to live into what uh, Luke shares with us in this conversation. 
Hey, everybody. I'm so excited to have here my friend Luke Edwards, uh, my fellow mischief maker, my teammate on uh, Fresh Expressions US. And I would love for him to introduce himself uh, the way he likes to be introduced. So, Luke, take it away. Hi, everybody. I'm Luke Edwards. I am the Associate Director of Church Development for the Western North Carolina Conference of the United Methodist Church. Um, and in that role, I help churches uh, in Western North Carolina to start Fresh Expressions and dinner churches. Um, I uh, am the uh, founding pastor of King Street Church, which is a network of Fresh Expressions um, in Boone, North Carolina. Um, now that I'm at the conference office, I live in Huntersville. North Carolina, which is north of Charlotte. Um, and I uh, recently um, started a fresh expression called Who Let the Dads Out that I co-lead <laughs> with a couple of uh, dad friends. And we get together and do something fun with uh, our children um, and invite uh, friends with uh, kids. And uh, so it's dads and father figures and their kids come together and we do something fun once a month. That's so great. I love it. I love the I love the title. That's a compelling uh name for a fresh expression. Like uh I don't know, maybe I need to start a who let the moms out, but you there know. You go. <laughs> yeah. My uh, awesome. my three year old is always making up things about we could do a who let the cats out um, and stuff like that. So, yeah, we got it from the UK has a bunch of them. So Awesome. I didn't come up with the name. <laughs> yeah, the, the people from our future, right? They've been doing this for a minute, so we need to pay attention to what they're doing for sure. Yeah. I love it. Well, I I um I look forward to our conversation today because we really want to talk about, you know, what it takes to identify the people that can start fresh expressions and empower them to do that. Uh, what does that look like in a, a local church context? What does it look like in the wider community? And obviously between uh, what you've done at uh, what you did with King Street Church in Boone and what you do to walk alongside and coach uh, leaders that are starting this and churches that are starting Fresh Expressions um, really have, I'm sure, uh, 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 taken you to a new level of understanding as to what this requires. So um, really, I think this is significant to the future of the church and um, and our conversations about what it means to be church, uh, you know, uh, certainly before COVID, but maybe even um, exponentially more uh, coming out of COVID. We keep saying we're coming out of COVID, but, you know, here we are, right? Um, wave 30 or whatever it is. <laughs> uh, so what, what, what would you do? What would you uh, coach people or... Um, uh, help people understand about what it takes to identify these people that are going to start uh, fresh expressions in our churches and in our communities. What What are your kind of your your key things that we're looking for? Yeah, so I think I I would have two different answers depending on whether um, we're talking about someone in a local church or someone in a more regional job mm -hmm. um, like that I'm in right now. Um, as far as the someone in the local church, whether you're a um, a pastor at a church or a layperson who's looking to identify others that could start fresh expressions with you. Um, I would be looking for folks who, uh, you know, I've got just like a, a few, um, you know, s markers of, of good potential fresh expression leaders. So, mm -hmm. you know, someone who uh, likes to gather people, someone who can throw a good party um, who has, uh, who's fun to be around. Um, you know, the person that has cookouts in their backyard often, or, um, is, is active in organizing 
you know, there's those people that like are always throwing a baby shower for someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, like there's just people that are really good at gathering a group. Um, and, and if someone has that gift, um, they can probably start a, a, a fresh expression. Um, also think about people who already kind of live with one foot in the church and one foot out. Yeah. Um, because I think, you know, it's an essential skill of starting a fresh expression is being able to connect with people outside the church. Mm. Um, and if you're fully engulfed in the church, like you can teach yourself to step out yeah. of the, of that kind of comfort zone. But if you can find someone who already is living, uh, like I said, with one foot in one foot out, then that can be a, a lot easier adjustment for them to, um, to go out and start a fresh expression. So I think with that, um, I look for someone who can, you know, communicate their faith simply and mm-hmm. also demonstrate a compelling faith. Like, I, I don't think you need someone that can, like, uh, help someone understand the intricacies of the Trinity or predestination or something like yeah okay so they don't have to have i think that's i think that a lot of people disqualify themselves right by thinking well well i've never read the bible from beginning to end okay well that there's an opportunity however that doesn't disqualify you i mean let's talk about the uh let's talk about the apostles i mean right yeah unless you're gonna like start a fresh expression at harvard or among like nasa scientists right 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 you probably don't need to know like the ins and outs and intricacies of apologetics and all that like, that's so good yeah. yeah i think you know if you're starting a fresh expression in a, a college town with the academics okay that's one thing right, right. but the, all the professors or whatever that's one thing but but this, that's not context is important yes uh, yeah, as yeah well. if, you, if you're starting it with like philosophy professors or something <laughs> you probably want to be pretty well versed in all those intricacies but yeah, yeah i think for the most part like People want to see someone living a compelling life, a life full of meaning. Mm. And so if you're doing that, like other people are going to want to know why and and they'll be interested in learning from you and, and talking with you about it. Okay. So you're saying they have that, they have the ability to gather people, just mm-hmm. na- that natural ability. And we all know people like that, right? They, uh, they live a compelling life. They have one foot in and one foot outside the church. And, and that is they have the ability to really live in um, in both of those worlds. Because what happens over time is, you know, uh, uh, many of us who have been in the church for years, we we tend to find ourselves surrounded by church people, right? And, and the point of starting Fresh Expressions is to uh, create spaces for people to gather that are never going to necessarily be a part of our existing churches, right? Right. Yeah. So... Go ahead. Yeah, I guess I was going to say that, like, you don't have to have all of these skills either. Like, you have to be able to bring together a team that brings together these skills, you know? Like, you might just have one of them, or you might have none of them, but you you have a vision, and God's called you to it. And so, you know that you, like, hey, I'm not all that great at gathering people. I better find somebody that's good at that to be on my team, you know? Um, or, um, or, you know... Um, I haven't thought a lot about why my faith is compelling. Well, maybe spend a little extra time kind of thinking about why you follow Christ and, and why someone else would want to do the same. 
you know that's good and then and then the one foot in one foot out like you could be you could look around and say whoa all my friends are my church friends right but you might have um some kind of a connection in the community that is that kind of that person of peace that's important to be a part of your fresh expression yeah 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 and it only takes one person um like that to kind of jumpstart a fresh expression yeah uh so once you identify these people these people uh that that are great to start or or a team i think team is really really important and and you identified that that you don't have to have all of the all of these markers but but um having a makeup of a team that does because um if you want to go fast right if you want to go uh uh, fast you go alone but if you want to go far you bring friends with you or so it's been said yep uh, so, uh, you know, trying to, um, kind of get started and get going and not bringing people along with you, I think is, um, is significant for people to, to consider along the way too. And, and what everybody brings to the table, because there's a lot of different relationships that those, um, teammates can bring to the table too, that are, right. um, opportun- wonderful opportunities. So, um, once we identify these folks, um, what, what, how do we empower them? Because I think, like I said before, I think a lot of people disqualify themselves, right. To some degree or another, um, probably more so in the church than outside of the church, if that's, that's kind of odd, but, um, Mm -hmm. so say a little bit about, you know, what you've done along the way to, uh, empower people to start fresh expressions. Yeah. So I think you have to help someone kind of envision what it could look like. Um, and you can do that a few ways. Like you can, um, share stories, share books, share videos of others who are doing fresh expressions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the fresh expressions journey, the like six circles of how to start fresh expressions. Um, I think that is helpful tool to help people kind of picture what the process looks like. Um, I also think, um, often the people that I've worked with are, will be drawn more quickly to a uh, replicable model of fresh expression, like dinner church or messy yeah. church or pub theology or, um, you know, who let the dads out, uh, like that was something that <laughs> someone else has done that, you know, I still have to think about my context and how to adapt it to my context, right. but it's a little bit more copy and paste. Um, and that can be, uh, helpful for a lot of, uh, folks in our churches that like the fresh expressions journey with a wide, uh, open slate with a, a blank canvas can be kind of intimidating. Yeah. And so, a a more kind of, um, replicable model can, can help someone, uh, dip their toes in fresh expressions a little quicker, I guess. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. So, uh, help after you kind of create this, help them envision what's possible through all of these different means that, um, that you've listed, what does it look like to, to, I guess, walk alongside them in that time? Because as you said, it can be a little bit intimidating um, to start depending on the personality or the person, right? Um, mm-hmm. What do you what do you do to walk alongside them so that they can be um, feel empowered along the way without, you know, without you being a, um, frankly, you could be an obstacle, right? Um, right. Yeah. So yeah, talk a little so, bit about that. Yes, there's a few things. I mean, one, um, if you feel like it's someone that you can just send out and, and then just regularly check in with them, you know, I've done that where 
Um, I'll offer some training at the beginning, three or four weeks of training, and then send people out. And then, you know, just regular check-in once a month, either a text, phone call, lunch, coffee, something Mm -hmm. like that. Um, There's another thing, too, that I found really helpful. I learned from Brian Zare, um, and it's an apprenticeship model. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can be really helpful too, where it's, um, it's, I guess five steps and you're, you're helping a, a person that you identify, um, you apprentice them to start their own fresh expression. And, you know, Zare's model is for, for anything it could be teaching someone how to, uh, lead small groups or teaching someone how to, um, you know, be a youth pastor. It, it could be anything, but, um, the first step is I lead you watch and then we talk. So you as the, um, the leader mm-hmm. are, are leading that fresh expression. So maybe, you know, I, I I've got a, a friend that's been coming to who let the dads out and I'm like, you could totally start one of these. So I say, mm-hmm. Hey man, like, I think you could start one of these in your neighborhood. Um, and he's like, yeah, maybe I could. And he's like, but, uh, you know, I'm kind of intimidated by the idea and it's like, all right, cool. Well, let's go through a process of just thinking through what it could look like. And so I say, Hey, next time, we gather, watch me with a little bit more intent and see how I lead the group, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And then, uh, so that Saturday comes, he watches me and then we get coffee that next week. And I say like, Hey, what'd you notice about what I did, what I didn't do? Uh, Would you have done anything different? Like questions like that. Um, And so that's step one. I lead, you watch, we talk. And then the second one is I lead, you help, we talk. Um, and so then the next time we have who let the dads out, I ask him to lead part of it. Um, and, and to, you know, 10 minutes of the hour and a half together, he's leading it. Um, and then, uh, we get coffee that next week and I say, Hey, you did an awesome job at this part. Um, you could have done a little bit more with this, or you might've missed an opportunity there, um, but don't worry about it. You'll pick that up, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so that's the second step. And then the next one is, uh, they, they lead you help. And then we talk. So you say, Hey, uh, I'm going to be there next month for who let the dads out, but why don't you, uh, lead and I'll just, you know, do the 10 minute part of it. And, Mm -hmm. um, and then we meet and talk and say, Hey, how'd it go? You did really well with this, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then the last one is, uh, or I guess second to last one is, is they lead, you watch, um, and we talk. So they lead the whole thing. You watch, you reflect on it. Um, and then Brian Zare will say to make it a multiplicative movement. Yeah. uh, He looks for someone to mentor then. Yeah. Then you send him off in that example. He goes and starts his who let the dads out um, in the neighboring community. And, um, and then he looks for someone that he can apprentice. Yeah. That's so good. I I think that because there is a sense of, um, there is a sense of, of team there. There is a sense of, um, someone's there to kind of support me that, you know, and, uh, and, and also you have a, you have somebody to go to, you have somebody that you can check in with. I I think I found with, with, with people that are leading fresh expressions, something similar in that, uh, they actually, you know, after, after they have been identified, after they're doing their thing, there's so much that happens even with those leaders. When I get them together, there's so much like peer coaching that happens. It's, it's kind of remarkable. So being able to get yeah. folks together once we've empowered to do that, because they, they get so much from each other. 
as right. well along the way, uh, because it is this a, a new old thing that we're doing, right? And starting fresh expressions, and uh, it can feel a little uh, lonely sometimes. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and I, I think the fresh expressions journey is helpful for those check-ins as well, too. You know, mm -hmm. asking like, "Hey, what circle are you in, or what circle do you feel like you're in right now?" Right. Um, have you seen any opportunities to move to the next one yet? Like stuff like that. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're talking about you, you talked about doing this from uh, your position where you are now versus being in um, your position when you were in a local church context. So <clears throat> that being said, uh, what would you, I guess, coach maybe lead pastors of churches to do um, in regards to uh, identifying these these potential leaders as far as what what their even regular rhythms are to continuously kind of till the soil for for potential leaders for these yeah one thing that me and you have talked about before that you uh, do really well is leading book studies mm -hmm. um, kind of regularly you know mm -hmm. like once a year maybe even more on yeah. a book that relates to fresh expressions because um, often you know like there's a Sunday school class or there's a uh, some kind of rhythm of book studies in a lot of our churches where you can not just talk about it, but then at the end be like, Hey, like you were really jiving with this vision. Like yeah. I bet you could start one of these. And yeah. then that person yeah. be like, Oh yeah, maybe I could. Um, <laughs> so that's, I think that's one easy one. Um, mm -hmm. Also just like, yeah, the, uh, and it's another Brian's air thing that he said, but just the, the I see in you conversation yeah. Yeah. of just like, you've got this person that you just know would be good at starting a fresh expression. And so you take them out to coffee or you catch them in the back of the sanctuary and say, Hey, like I've been reading a lot about fresh expressions. I've been seeing these cool stories about these ministries that are occurring. Like mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure you'd be awesome at this. Like, would you be interested in exploring this with me a little bit? Um, and yeah. just having those kind of conversations with people. Um, and then once you start your first fresh expression, be looking mm -hmm. within that fresh expression for leaders yeah. too. That's what we did a lot with King Street Church was, um, you know, we'd uh, connect with the guy at the county jail and, and, and he'd be a natural leader. And so we, when he got out, uh, we'd say, hey, will you help lead this group over here? Uh, just a lot of internal identifying of, yeah. of leaders and developing leaders. So important. Um, I, th I can't remember if it was at a conversation I had with you or, or somebody else, but um, I remember being a first time mom and reading a book and uh, the, the, the person that wrote the book, I think she'd been a nanny and um, she made this statement that has stuck with me forever and is start as you intend to go. And mm. so, you know, there was that immediate attentiveness for me as a, someone that was starting fresh expressions to look for the person that was going to replace me yeah. so that I could go do this again. Right. Yeah. And so there's that mo multiplicative uh, nature or characteristic that, you know, you want to kind of bake into what it is that you're doing, that you're, you're looking for the next person, because to be quite honest, I mean, when we look at the, the characteristics of um, these entrepreneurial visionaries, uh, they're, they're not as evident in a lot of people as they are, you know, a, as we would like them to be. And, and so you, while you can identify some of these folks to start these things, um, 
as as the the fresh expression begins to mature and get to that place where you're exploring discipleship, right? And then we talk about building, uh, beginning again, right? Church taking shape and then beginning again. That once you see yourself in that place in the journey, um, that that you're doing all of those things that you name. You're doing all those things along the way to some degree, but mm. that you're very intentionally doing those things and. And that's a different kind of a person, right? Once you once you have that church taking shape, you could have um, people that are not necessarily entrepreneurial, uh, really continuing to lead that while that entrepreneurial person, that visionary leader, is um, is kind of released to start something all over again. Yeah, I think um, what you were saying made me think of a few other things too. That like when you're looking for someone to, that could start a fresh expression, looking for those entrepreneurial characteristics, like. Mm-hmm. What, what have they started? You know, it could have been yeah. they started a book club or they started a company or they started yeah. a restaurant. Like all those are skills that will be very helpful in starting a fresh expression. Yeah, um, serial starters. I think sometimes yeah. they get a bad rap in the church, right? Because they've started so many things, but they get bored after a minute. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to find someone that'll ca- keep carrying it. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. so good. That's so good. Um, And then the other thing I was thinking about too was, we led a, a training with King Street Church, and um, part of what was important was to make sure that the people that were um, going through the training like just resonated with what we were trying to be and, and do. And so like um, we had a few people that, you know, they wanted to start a, a club, but they didn't want to start something with a faith component. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, like that wasn't really what we were trying to do. And so we kind of had that conversation and then, and there was someone who wanted to start a a pretty like fully developed like worship service right off the bat. And that also wasn't really what we were trying to do. Um, So you you kind of have to uh, make sure that the person that you're investing in um, gets that vision and not to discourage someone to do what they feel called to do, but you might say like, Hey, that's really cool. I don't think that's, Mm-hmm. what we're trying to do, but here's someone else that'll empower you to do that. Um, stuff That's like that. good. That's good. And I know, I mean, as a, um, as a lead pastor and as a, uh, even associate pastor or, you know, whatever that looks like in your particular, uh, denominational affiliation, um, you even preaching, I mean, preaching from the book of acts, preaching from, you know, acts 11, acts 15, what does it look like to, uh, you know, to be the Jerusalem church What does it look like to be the Antioch church. What does that require of us? Um, as, as far as where we spend our time, um, mm-hmm. and devote our energy. So that really speaks to the, you know, one foot in the church, one foot in the world, uh, the descriptor that you gave us earlier, um, that, that, that can be when that really resonates with people, when you have people that, that come up to you after the, 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 the message and say, wow, that really got me thinking about some things. Those, those could be potential, um, you know, opportunities to identify, uh, leaders for these. And, and, and I know one thing I've done as well is kind of just interest meetings. You know, you guys have heard me talking about fresh expressions, come and see, and then sharing some of the, you know, like you said, some of the video and um, really challenging people to think about where they spend their time or what their passions are, what their affinity groups are, and where there might be an opportunity with some more attentiveness to, to start a fresh expression of, of church. Yep. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, me and you were United Methodists, not all the listeners are, but, right. um, but we also both have like bishops that are behind for expressions. And that right. means something to our church members when yeah. the, uh, when the bishop 
is um, interested in something that um, helps that too. So that's that's always helpful when the wider denomination or um, mm-hmm. w- organizing body of, of your church mm-hmm. um, is is behind something. And that's more and more so you can find evidence of uh, fresh expressions in a lot of different denominations and traditions now. So you can yeah. point, that, point people to that, which can be meaningful too. Yeah, right. Yeah. They 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 see the authority figures as uh being supportive of it. It, it can be a game changer for sure. For sure. Uh so I think uh, two questions I would love for you to answer is if there was a, a word of encouragement that you would like to give to to church leaders um right now, what would it be? Hmm. I would just say like starting a fresh expression can actually be really fun. Um <laughs> this doesn't have to be like um, suffering, like, um, <laughs> or that, one like, more thing, right? Yeah. Or just like one more thing. Yeah. Yeah. That think about something that like you enjoy doing, think about people that you enjoy being around and go out and intentionally invest in those relationships and, and think of ways that you can, um, widen your sphere of, of people that you interact with and just see what happens and just, you know, um, it also doesn't have to be a huge time commitment. Um, start small. Like who let the dads out right now is once a month. We've mm-hmm. taken, we took December off um, and January off because we've been outside for our things and it's been cold and mm-hmm. Christmas was crazy. So, you know, just like be easy on yourself. Don't, don't feel like it has to be this crazy thing that like um, is going to overwhelm you and take over your life that yeah. start small, build up, build a team. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, have fun with it and, and, um, and pray that the spirit moves within, uh, the work that you're doing and that, Amen. um, discipleship comes and, um, and be patient for that. Don't, don't rush that either. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, just be you be yeah. authenticity. I think is a, a super important part of all of this, uh, as far as what you intend to start, because it really does need to come out of who you are. And, right. you know, like I, I, I probably couldn't participate in the who let the dads out because I'm not a dad. Well, it's like I'd never start a motorcycle uh, first expression right. because anyway. Right. Um, but so what where are you what is giving you hope right now, I guess, in this, you know, seemingly uh, never ending COVID era that we're living in? Where are you finding hope? Where are you finding light? Um, I guess just seeing the creative people in our conference and beyond that I get to connect with who like haven't been slowed down by the Mm -hmm. pandemic. They've just adapted, you know, like, okay, we can't, um, gather people indoors. Let's, let's buy a space heater and put a house church in our backyard and bring blankets, you know, like, um, people like that are just like rolling with it. And, and, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, we've got house churches that have popped up in backyards. Like I just mentioned, we've got uh, messy churches meeting under picnic shelters. We've got um, drive-through dinner churches and dinner churches that are outdoors and, um, you know, people that, um, that are adapting and the, the spirit is working within them. You know, there's a, a backyard house church that emerged during the pandemic and they just baptized uh, an infant the other week. Wow. Um, and so there's just really cool stuff happening. Um, it's, it's not big giant 
mm-hmm. uh, full buildings with hundreds or thousands of people in them. Mm-hmm. But but um, God's at work. And I, I, I yeah, it's just really fun to get to witness it. Amen. Yeah. So, Luke, you you just released a book. Uh, gosh, remind me when that was. It was maybe mid- September, October. <laughs> I should know that. It was a labor of love. I know, but yeah. it's it's becoming church. It took over my whole fall, so I don't, <laughs> I don't know what the date was. It, it's called Becoming Church. Uh, it's a it's a trail guide for people that are are starting fresh expressions. And the thing I love about this book is that it is so practical. Um, anybody can uh, can open it up, whether you've been in church your whole life, or you know just walked in the door, or maybe never even been a part of a church, can open it up and understand. And um, what Fresh Expressions is all about and what it looks like to, to be a part of starting one. Um, is there anything else you'd like to, to say about that awesome book? Um, yeah, I'll just say I mentioned a few times the Fresh Expressions journey, those steps of starting a Fresh Expression. So I dedicated a chapter to each of those. So um, process of listening, process of building a relationship, uh, building community, mm-hmm. um, exploring discipleship, church taking shape. Um, and I talk a little bit about what we've talked about today, too, of identifying leaders, creating a multiplying movement, um, all that stuff. So it's, uh, yeah, I tried to write it in a way that would be fun to read, um, wouldn't be another boring church planting book. There's plenty of those out there. Um, so it's got like a, the image of hiking the Appalachian Trail or Appalachian Trail, depending on where you're from in the U.S. Um, and um, and yeah, it's just Go through that image of of a journey because I think um, mm. when you start a fresh expression, you're embarking on a wild journey full of uh, lots of twists and turns and mm-hmm. bumps and and some uh, beautiful landscape views along exactly. the way. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, yeah, yeah, and relationships and community and so so yeah. Hopefully, it'd be a fun read for you and you get some good ideas for your fresh expression out of it. Yeah. And like, like we were saying earlier, here's a great book for you to do a book study with and potentially identify some entrepreneurial visionary leaders to start your fresh expressions and begin putting some teams together. So thanks so much, Luke. Thanks, Heather. Fresh Expressions is a worldwide movement of everyday missionaries who want to see churches thrive in the places we eat, play, work, and yes, even in our traditional churches. To learn a simple five-phase process for starting a new expression of church, go to freshexpressionsus.org backslash how to start. The Fresh Expressions podcast is hosted by Gannon Sims and me, Heather Delod. It's edited by Joel Limbaum and produced by Kathleen Blackie and Chris Morton. Our national director is Dr. Christopher Backert. If you've learned something or been encouraged by this podcast, please help us spread the word. You can give us a review on Apple Music or Spotify and share this episode on social media. Now, may God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine on us so that God's ways may be known on earth your salvation among all nations.